tradition as they teach the way of the blade, teach the way of combat, and teach the way to harness your magicka. This will test your mind, your body, and your soul. Can you survive? Yeah? Just ooh. Oh. Welcome to Hope season everyone. two, folks. Welcome, welcome. We are here. We are the Brothers of Tamriel. I am Jay Rumberg, joined here by Mission Maniac. How the hell are you, Mission? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a it's been a week, you know? It's getting starting to get warm out around here, around these parts that I live, and I don't like it. I don't care for it much. Nah. I work. I work in a shop, uh, an electroplating shop. So it's just a sweat shop all all day long. <laughs> so it's that's just the gist of it. It's just oh a, yeah, a goddamn sweat hole is what it is. <laughs> it's just a sweat hole. <laughs> oh, Other than man. that, yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, what do you What have you been up to this week, man? Uh, I've been working, doing a little bit of ESO. Uh, Earlier in the week, I really didn't get a whole lot of game time in. I was pretty busy and tired. Um, but it just so happens to work out that these past few days, my jobs have been in Chicago, which, as you know, is only just a couple hours from where we live. Um, yep. So I've been able to basically treat my over-the-road job like a local job these past couple days. So it's been pretty nice. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I did start... Thanks to uh, our one of our one of our good buddies over at Sons of Sith, Sons of Sithis, Bron Solo. He uh, put the bug in my ear about Magplars being being pretty freaking sweet. So I get to start scrying on my Magplar again. So that'd be my third tune I get to level scrying. Thanks, Bron. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, in game, haven't really been doing a whole lot. Uh, um. Yeah, not, not a whole lot. Started working with that Magplar, and today, a uh, small group of us, uh, myself, J. Rump, Braun, and our older brother, we headed into Ciro and um, started collecting some Sky Shards. What have yep, you, you been up to in-game? Um, well, I've been working on my scrying, my excavation, trying to get that to rank 10. So I can get that antiquarian insight to rank five. I finally did it. I hit it today, so I'm finally oh, able to nice. get get my gold leads. Yep. I can, Congrats, man. Yeah, it was it's a long it was a long road, but I finally yeah. made it there. Yeah, I actually I went that's through. one thing I really enjoyed that they made it. It's it's grindy, like to hit level it ten. Is. There there's no fast like. Let's just grind it out and sky reach your spell scar. Let's just get it done now. Now you got. <laughs> it takes some time to hit ten. Right. Yeah. You got to do the work. But I guess yeah. there there was a bug that that was allowing people to go faster, but I guess that's been fixed. So. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me about that today in game, and I that's after I've already hit ten on almost two characters. Uh, I never knew about that bug, and I sure wish I would have. Yeah, same here. Um, so I guess the bug is, or the bug was, um, when you scry in Ivea, 
you can continuous you could continuously receive a purple lead and as you know the the purple leads give you more experience towards your scrying and excavation than the blue and the green leads do so you get extra xp off of that and uh you can just sit there and ivea you could have and just done it over and over and over and got to 10 in like four or five hours yeah that's, that's about all it took that's which is what i heard that's crazy you know how nice that would yeah. have been like yeah Ugh. but that's an exploit you know that's not the way these that's not the way the devs intended the system to be in place so i i totally agree with the fix oh absolutely yeah yeah that's that's a little that's a bug that's an exploit that's yes, uh, you know pe indeed people that use that exploit you know there's nothing nothing wrong with that that was there at the time and i if you know I, it's hard to say i i'm sure i would have done the same thing so <laughs> oh yeah yeah if i would have yeah. if i would have caught it i'm sure i would have as well oh yeah um, but it is it's good that they fixed it um definitely it takes the takes the meaning out of it right like that's the one thing i love about like the skins in the game and the one of the things that drives me nuts is when people pay for skins it's like it takes the meaning out of earning that and just like with scrying and excavating why would you want to just blast through it when there's oh people just want to get those mythic items and you know yeah how, yeah you know which you, and you don't even have to be level 10 to get those i mean yeah it's just you're missing out on the journey you know? Yeah, I've I since I got to level ten, I did uh, the way I did it was probably one of the slower ways, but I did it. I went through every zone and I I picked up every item three times for that codex. Uh, so you so I have three out of three on every single zone except for I'm working on all the DLCs now and um. Yeah, I'm I'm just down to like two more categories after that, and I'll have everything completely scryed. Uh, yeah, that's, so that's that's a little my, too grindy. <laughs> yeah, my goal is to find all the hidden entries and to scry the hell out of everything. That's my goal. Uh, I want to find everything in in the game that I'm that you're able to find all those hidden entries for every zone, and it's gonna take some time, but uh, that's the fun of it. It's, it's when it's done it's such a good feeling uh you know of satisfaction like you completed something you you made a difference or something like that you know yeah yeah the the completionist in you thrives <laughs> yeah exactly but, but yeah yeah other than that i mean i've just been scrying i got that up to 10 and Something that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit is I've been doing some PvP. And why have I been doing that? Mission, do you know? Hmm, I don't know. Mid-Year Mayhem, that's why. Oh, well, there it is. It is. There it is. It is <laughs> upon us, folks. Let me, it's rhetorical. Let me answer it. Hey, yo, Mid sorry. <laughs> Mid-Year Mayhem. That's upon us. So. Yes, yes, indeed. Yep, uh, folks, we do, like I said, this is episode one, season two. I hope you all that are uh, here in chat, and for those of you that listen to this on the recording, I hope you enjoy the new uh, the new intro. Like I said, that is something uh, that we threw together ourselves. Um, and yeah, we got a show to do. J-Rum, take it away with the news. All right, folks. So 
one thing I wanted to touch on here was the crown crates that are in, in the store. Uh, they are called the Nightfall Crown Crates. And you guys can go through and preview all that, but there's all kinds of fun stuff in there that you can... Uh, some demonic-looking things that you guys can pick through. So be sure to check out those Nightfall Crown Crates. We kind of went over them last episode, so I'm not going to touch on them uh, a whole bunch here. But yeah, just a heads up, there, there are Crown Crates. Um, Nightfall Crown Crates arrived in the in-game Crown Store Thursday, June 18th. When you tear one of these new crates apart, you'll feast on a mouth-watering selection of vampire and monster-themed items including stat-boosting consumables and a ton of new collectibles, including mounts, pets, cosmetics, and more. There's even more shit that you guys can get than that. It's, it's there's some pretty good stuff in there. Um, next up is uh, get a free pet. Everybody wants a free pet, right? All you got to do is verify your email. Um, so... Is that for that spider from, pet? Yep, yep. Uh, oh. From now until the end of June, so you guys got just a few days, ESO players that have a verified email address and have also opted in to receive marketing emails will receive a free Infernium Dwarven Spiderling pet. Here's exactly what you need to do to get your hands on this bad boy. Uh, number Step one, verify your email. Pretty simple. To see that if you have a verified email address, log into your ESO official account on the official website. And if you can log in, guess what? You've got a verified email address. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> simple. Uh, if, if you're on console and have not verified your email, you can, you can find instructions for both PS4 and Xbox One in this article on the official Elder Scrolls Online website. Um, you can also do this... Oh, to anyways, to opting into the emails. This is the next step right here. So to opt into the marketing emails, log into your ESO account, navigate to your options menu, and select account. From there, under marketing preferences, you can enable marketing emails. You can also do this from the official website from your account page. Select marketing preferences under the account summary section. Then check the I would like to receive news about new events and promotions box and select save. That's all you got to do. So by opting so, into marketing emails, you're going to receive information on the latest news, the latest trailers, sales, and more. You can opt in, you can opt out of marketing emails at any time by changing your marketing preferences as noted above or using the uns unsubscribe feature included in the uh, marketing emails. So that's it. As long as you so have a verified email. What's like, that? So essentially, if you want the mount, but you don't want your inbox blown up by Bethesda and Zoss, go ahead and verify, get the pet, and then unsubscribe. Exactly. <laughs> opt in and then opt out. If you don't want those, all those marketing emails from them. Yeah, I mean, some so, of the stuff that they do send, I do get, um, especially like with Bethesda gear. Ugh. Like, I might as well just give them my debit card number. 
I know, right? <laughs> but Some yeah, of this stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, that I used to get. It's just, you know, I don't really need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's it. As long as you have a verified email address and you have opted into marketing emails by July 1st, you are eligible to receive the free pet. We will email... <laughs> we will email a code for the Infernium Dwarven Spiderling pet during the month of July, so keep an eye out on your inbox. Once you have received it, you can redeem your code by navigating to the in-game crown store and selecting redeem code from there. You can also log into your account on the official website and then select redeem code link under account summary. If you guys have any questions or concerns, uh, feel free to get a hold of me or Mission, and we can direct you. We can put you put you in the right direction, at least. Anyways, um, you can find us at uh, Twitter on Twitter at Brothers of Tam. Just go ahead and either DM us or shoot us a tweet, or you can also hey. email us at uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we want to we want to hear from you guys. What do you what do you think of this pet idea? Yeah, and if you ask me, um, I'm gonna ask J Rum. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, either way, <laughs> you're gonna ask me. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> so next up, we got battle your fellow players during the mid-year mayhem event. Aww. Bring glory to your alliance, your guild, or yourself during the mid-year mayhem PvP events, and you'll earn double AP, XP, and unique rewards. Join the battle. Mid-Year Mayhem returns to Cyrodiil, the Imperial City, and the Battlegrounds on June 25th. Uh, and it will continue until Tuesday, July 7th at 10 a.m. EDT. During this event, you can claim additional rewards with, when battling your fellow players and PvP activities, including double XP and AP and event-specific collectibles, achievements, and titles. So here's how you can join the, the battle. Visit the in-game crown store to acquire the details on the Mid-Year Mayhem quest. Travel to your Alliance War... Your Alliance Wars faction's main gate in Cyrodiil using the Alliance War menu or a battleground camp outside major cities. Uh, you are no longer required to travel to Cyrodiil to kick off the event, so that's kind of nice. Uh, it is. Find the... Yeah, I, I didn't... Well, I actually know I did travel to Cyrodiil to yeah, start I, um, it myself. I just happened to... I don't remember which character it was. I loaded into Davin's Watch right there by, you know, Battlemaster Riven. And, yeah, there was a big old bowl of blood that I could drink from. Yep. And I was like, mm, what's this do? Yep, exactly. Um, and that's how you get that Perennial 100 XP buff. AP buff. AP, yeah. Um, so... Complete the quest to receive your scroll of Polenial's Ferocity and the Polenial's Mid-Year Boon Box. Use the scroll to enjoy a 2-hour, 100% buff in the Alliance War, Imperial City, and Battlegrounds 2 AP gained and XP gains for PvP player kills. And uh, you can keep reusing the scroll of Polenial's Ferocity throughout the event as, as much as you guys want. Just make sure you keep it up the whole time. And if Indeed. you happen to lose it, don't worry. You can always get another one from uh, Predicant Mara or use 
the nearby basin of gore virtuous instead which is that uh, bowl of blood that mission was just talking about you guys will see it <clears throat> um it's pretty noticeable yeah so throughout it's got the a, event, uh, beam of blood shooting out of it <laughs> yeah it almost it almost looks like blood altar wouldn't that be a cool furnishing that yes uh, especially with my little death house that i just built <laughs> yeah your house is looking dope so moving on here with uh mid-year mayhem throughout the event in addition to bonus ap and xp you can also earn mid-year mayhem specific collectibles reward boxes and more you're gonna earn new second legion outfit style pages uh, you're gonna earn Legion Zero outfit style pages, and you're gonna earn the standard bearer emotes. So, real quick, uh, you guys can look look into this a little deeper at, on the official website. Um, but I just wanted to say about the standard bearer emotes. It's earned by collecting ten standard bearer emblems found within the first Pillennial mid-year boon box that you open each day per account combine 10 of them with a standard bearer's license which is on sale for 50k AP from uh, Predicant Mara to create a rune box with the emote. That's all you gotta do. So I just wanted to let you guys know that you gotta collect 10 of them and then you gotta buy that license um, uh, which is 50, So it, it gives you an AP. emote? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, okay. Standard bearer emotes is what it does. Yeah, I didn't know what it, because I, I think I've got, I think I've got nine of them right now, but I didn't, I didn't know what they gave you. Yeah, get that, uh, get that extra one and check it out. Uh, it says, yeah, it gives you a, a little, some emotes, so I don't know if it's like a list of a few of them or... Hmm. Or how many emotes you're gonna be getting, but uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, me too. Yeah, let's just get ten and find out for yourself. Heck yeah. Um, and we got mid-year victor's laurel wreath around. As always, you can earn the mid-year victor's laurel wreath collectible by completing all the mid-year mayhem achievements, which are mayhem connoisseur, echo of Pelennial's fury. Hand of the White Strike, Wrath of the White Strike, Helena Vent of the Scourge, Helena Line, the Bloody, and Helena Riff Insurgent. Um, the Boon Boxes. Oh, here's here we go. As you battle your fellow players in Cyrodiil, the, the Battlegrounds, and the Imperial City, you also earn the Boon Boxes, the Plenials Mid-Year Boon Boxes. You can get an uh, these in addition to your regular rewards for the worthy containers as a PvP daily quest rewards from the following. Battleground quests from Battlemaster Riven, Scouting Battle, Warfront, and Conquest missions from in Cyrodiil. Elder Scrolls, Captures, uh, and Recapture quests, Town quests in Elastris, Bruma, Cropsford, Shadenhall, and Coral and Imperial City daily quests. So there's a whole bunch of ways to uh, get these boon boxes, these Pillennial mid-year boon boxes. Um, when you receive and open one of the Pillennial's boons, you have a chance to receive the following items. Transmute crystals, 
alchemy reagents, PvP consumables such as repair kits, forward camps, and siege weapons, which I've been getting a bunch of those, um, motif pages for the alliance and Akaviri style, style items for your alliance, Akaviri style items, cold harbor siege weapons, prismatic runestones, and books of perennial housing items. And resource notes and the golden. Finally, throughout the event, harvesting nodes within Cyrodiil and the Imperial City will drop double their regular resources. And the Cyrodiil merchant, uh, Adazbi, uh, also known as the Golden, stocks the uh, Alliance War legendary quality jewelry with necklaces during the first weekend and rings during the second. And then you can always earn your tickets, same as every other event for your Endrix. And uh, that's about it, folks. That's the fight for glory with uh, Midyear Mayhem. Um, Mission, you got anything to add about Midyear Mayhem? Uh, yeah, I just, um, like, me personally, as most people that listen to the show know, I'm not a huge PvPer. Uh, but Midyear Mayhem does make me dust off the old battle gear. Um, and get in there. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. They they always introduce uh, a couple more uh, campaigns in the Alliance War, just so it's not completely overrun with um, uh, the, the toxic PVPers, right? There's always a place for you to go, um, which is like what right. we were doing today. We went into an, a more a more empty uh, campaign, so we could go in and kind of do our sky shard thing. Um, we did run into a couple unfortunate lonely souls that <laughs> they didn't make it <laughs> they didn't make it um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun and like jerome's saying it's uh, double drops in there on the resource nodes which is awesome going to a going to a more uh, a more quiet zone or a more quiet campaign and get in there and do some farming even um yeah anything really you know you need to get your uh your savior of Nern title, you need to close all them dolmens you know go in there now's a good time to go in there since they got those extra campaigns and yeah, also ends. leads and leads yes yep you can get leads I, uh for pvp um i J-Rum. got a lead today yep J-Rum J-Rum got one mm-hmm. um, here, though. and i've gotten two of the same lead uh the statue of alessia from doing bgs oh nice which has been pretty sweet which i need to actually scry for so i can get my other statue up um but yeah i mean it's it's PvP time, so. Yep, it's that time of year, folks. Like Mission said, dust off the battle gear, uh, put that chainmail on, and get out there and get into it with these uh, fellow players. Yeah, I mean, even if you're not a PvP or just throw some gear together, you know, if you're if you're a Stam tune and you, you're, like I said, you're not a PvP player, just have somebody craft you up some uh, Hunting's Rage and. Uh, like new moons or if you got the gold go buy some spriggans do impen huntings and spriggans and you're you're good to go um yeah especially for no cp um and same thing with mag you know if you're a mag tune um actually what's funny is what i've been finding that works really well and i've tested it on three different uh, i've tested on a magplar mag crow and mag blade now um uh, shackle breaker uh bright throat back bar the rest uh, restoration staff of potentates um or potentates however you guys want to say it 
potentators is how I pronounce it. <laughs> um, and then Inside I do one, potatoes. I, yeah, I do a one piece Mighty Chidon and a one piece Lord Warden. And I'll tell you, uh, when you got that much mag and that much beef, um, especially for the mag, it definitely does work really well with the mag crow and the magplar since they're already such a survivable um, uh, class that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, just get out there and get out there and, and kill some folks. <laughs> yeah, have some fun out there. And, you know, you might end up, if you've never done PvP before, um, we've all been there. And it's it can be a little daunting to step you know step your feet in, especially into Cyrodiil. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, go in there with a group of people into a low populated campaign and just kind of get the feel of it of getting resources, taking keeps, um, finding sky shards, those kinds of things. And you can do there's all kinds of stuff to do in, in Cyrodiil. And I would I would say if you're new to it, uh, like I said, a low population campaign is probably a good place for you. Yeah, maybe yeah, choose one non, of those no CP. Non -C yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say, non CP yep. and yeah, just get in there and have fun with it. It can be a lot of fun. Um, Cyrodiil is a totally different aspect from the game. If you are a PVEer, um, it's it can be very frustrating. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but it is definitely it's still fun. Um, the one suggestion I would throw out there, if you are planning to go into Cyrodiil, try to get your mount speed up before you go. <laughs> Cyrodiil is huge, yeah. people. It is yeah. massive. It's huge. Huge. Um, yeah, that's really all I got about Mid-Year Mayhem. Alright, well, next thing I gotta talk about here is the Steam Summer Sale that's going on right now. What? What? Huh? You can... <laughs> you can take your first steps into Tamriel at 60% off on Steam right now during the Summer Sale. The Steam Summer Sale is now live, and you can pick up the Elder Scrolls Online Standard Edition for up to 60% off from the Steam Store. If you're ready to begin your journey into Tamriel, the Standard Edition is ideal for brand new players looking for a whole world of stories, characters, and adventures to discover, including four unique classes to master, and 23 amazing zones to explore. However, because the edition uh, includes the Morrowind chapter, you'll also gain an additional zone, a unique storyline, and the Warden class, too. Uh, so this sale is now live on the Steam so store, but it is only available until July 9th, so don't miss out. Yeah, that's all that's I a good had deal. to say about that. Yeah, it is. Um, for deal. anyone thinking about hopping into this, uh, it's, that's probably your best bet right there, I would Absolutely. Say. Yeah, especially starting off with um, just right out the gate with Morrowind and getting that Warden class. Um, yeah, that's good deal yep that's about all the news that we got for this week uh so our next segment mission ladies is... and gentlemen um so last season we covered builds and rotations um of all the classes uh we may go back through uh depending on if we hear from people um, and we may update rotations if people wish to hear that as because 
even like where we're, where we're at right now with Greymore. Um, builds haven't really changed that much, but rotations have. Um, there's definitely a little bit of uh, difference going on. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that, that'll always be something that I, I'd like to stay on top of is the new rotations. Yep, yeah, and like I said, if we get uh, if we get some people wanting it, um, yeah, I have no yeah, problem definitely. going back through it. Uh, DPSing is the thing I do in ESO. It's what I love to do, it's, and I love teaching it. Yeah. But with that being said, in keeping with the spirit of antiquities and scrying and excavating, we're covering some artifacts of ESO. And their lore. Oh. Yes, sir. And we're gonna fill you, fill you guys in on some of the more interesting details of some of these items, and uh, some of these are actually really cool. And also, what I want to say to that point is, some of these were so. I guess I should have worded that differently. These are artifacts of Elder Scrolls in general. Right, so we're not yep. just doing the ones you get from antiquities, which we will, um, but not today. Today I found an artifact, um, looking around, um, if any of you guys have played some of the older Elder Scrolls games, this one actually first appears back in Elder Scrolls 3, um, and I am excited to get into it uh because it's it's kind of funny um but yeah so we're going to be doing some artifacts this season um and like i said we are going to dive into the items that you get out of scrying as well because i have read some of the little background lore pieces on those as well um and yeah, some of the little stories they put in there are pretty freaking cool. Yeah, definitely. And they they might surprise you. Yeah, yep, yep. But this week, for this episode, we are covering the Amulet of Infectious Charm. J-Rum, have you ever heard of it? I have not. So, this necklace amulet is quite hilarious. Um, it is a legendary magical trinket, once owned by the Nord chieftain Rothmund the Red of Solstheim, the first chieftain of Thursk. The amulet is enchanted to boost the personality of the wearer hugely, but at the cost of being constantly fatigued and susceptible to disease. So, in other words, you put this necklace on, and you're pretty awesome as a person. But. Very charismatic. Yeah, you're very charismatic. But if somebody sneezes on you, you're probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it says, according to legends, Rothmund was ugly as a troll, but received much womanly attention due to the amulet. The amulet was buried in Rothmund's barrow high in the Mossring Mountains after he was killed and eaten by Ondjage, the, fa uh, the fell wolf. So this dude, Rothmund, that wore this, um, apparently, with this necklace on, even though he was 
just an atrocious looking being um, was still able to pick up women with this necklace um, which is pretty hilarious um, so going into Elder Scrolls 3 in the third era um, year 427 a nervous Breton mage from Aldrune called Louise Beauchamp um, and this is where uh, if you have played Elder Scrolls 3 this is actually I think it's I believe it's part of the mages guild questline um, he began to search for this amul amulet hoping that it would aid him in his falling love um, he constructed a patchwork airship using Dwemer technology which by the way amazing um, yes. <laughs> yeah uh, and hired a crew to fly to Aldrun to Solstheim to recover the amulet from the borrow uh, the crew would be able to find the borrow from the sky by searching for Rothman's Bane, a stone geoglyph in the shape of Onjage's head, so the wolf's head, with the entrance to the barrow located in the wolf's eye. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Could you imagine <laughs> seeing that in ESO right now? Yeah, that'd be dope. Like, coming up to this massive wolf head and entering into the eye of it. Ugh. However... The airship was poorly constructed and began to fall apart the minute it took flight. <laughs> Sounds like I made it. Yeah, right? The ship came within sight of Rothman's Bane before a severe blizzard struck, ripping the vessel apart. It crashed south of the barrel in the Monstering Pass, killing the entire crew apart from Captain Roberto Jodoin. The captain soon succumbed to either the cold or the snow wolves. Having received no word from the crew, Bochamp sent the Neverine to sustain. Sus, blah, sus, blah, oh my god. Solstein. There we go. <laughs> I got it. To look for them. Uh, the Neverine, Neverine discovered the crash site and successfully recovered the amulet from the barrow. Bochamp went on to use the amulet to great effect on the women of Aldrun, although at the cost of his health. Yeah. So, this necklace. Um, is like it's a big uh, here you go but I'm going to take a lot right um, so it, 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 it improves these, these guys' lives their, their charisma like J. Rum was saying that made them very char uh, charismatic made them very uh, likable by the ladies um, but or the guys was it or the guys? <laughs> I get it. If that's your we thing, we don't judge well, you. Uh, yeah, no judging. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it came at a huge cost. Like uh, you put it on, and your health just deteriorates. Basically, I mean, you're so susceptible to any kind of disease or anything like that. Yeah. So, question is, <laughs> was it worth it? Right. You know, like... Yeah, that's necklace. like one of those... That reminds me of like one of those old, like, uh, Greek mythology tales where, you know, this like someone's after, I don't know, the Fountain of Youth or something like that, and there's a giant cost to it. It, it just kind of reminds me of like one of those old wise tales. Yeah, yeah. 
kind of uh, cool. Yeah, and it's actually so the the necklace, the amulet of infectious charm, was actually a piece you could acquire in Elder Scrolls Three. Um, it was a expensive amulet. That was the quote unquote type of it. The effects were drain fatigue, fortify personality, and then weakness to common disease. Um, and you could use it five times. Um, if you remember some of those, I think they did, didn't they do that in like Oblivion or Morrowind where there's a couple items out there that you could use, but only a couple, uh, only a certain amount of times. Ooh, I, I, it's been a long time. I am, I don't remember. I know in Skyrim there was a, there was a troll that you could get mm -hmm. to summon and you, but you can only summon him like three or four times and that was it. Oh, uh, yeah. On, couldn't you do that with the dragon now. too? I don't. I don't know about the dragon. I don't know if it had like limited uh, times that you could summon it or not. Yeah, because I thought I'm pretty sure because I think you had it, but I didn't. Because um, me and you were talking one time, I remember, and you were saying how you could summon or call to aid basically one of the dragons, uh, but you could only do it like five times, four times, something like that, three times. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty pretty crazy thing. Um, so a little bit about the um, Mosring Mountains, um, just so everybody kind of gets a painted picture here, how and why this was there, I guess. Um, in the late Merithic era or early First Era, a great battle between the Nords and the local Snow Elves was fought on the slopes of the mountain. Um, and then the battle took the uh, the battle took the name of the mountains, becoming known as the Battle of Mosring. During the battle, a young Nord, Fina, killed the last ruler of Snow Elves, known to the Nords as. Hold on, let's see if this sounds familiar. The Snow Prince. Oh yeah. With the fall of the prince, the last of the Snow Elves were driven from the surface world, making it a memorable victory for Nords and a true tragedy for the Snow Elf race. Um, so, uh, the reason why I hinted at that is because the Snow Prince may or may not be a furnishing you can get from scrying. Yeah. So yeah, that is um, that's that uh, that's that that artifact in a nutshell. Um, basically, what put was it on. the name of that artifact again? This is the Amulet of Infectious Charm, gotcha, which is okay. a aptly named necklace. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty cool little read, um, finding out about this thing. And when I saw that about that, uh, about the Snow Prince, I was like, hmm, yeah. That's pretty interesting. That's... I, I just found, uh, those thrones, the, of the, th the Snow Prince thrones yep. that you can find. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's really, and that's, uh, that's what I love about Elder Scrolls. Even Elder Scrolls 3. I don't know when the game was released. I didn't play it personally, but from there to where we're at now, they're still incorporating that lore. Like it's still yeah, there. It's, it's all tied together. Yeah, it's um, yeah, just amazing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's our artifact for the week. Amulet of Infectious Charm. Put it on. You're a stud, but you'll probably die. Um, so yeah. Kind of a good couple good nights with it. Yeah, you'll have a couple good nights. <laughs> a, a good weekend, probably. Yeah. Get some skooma. 
Maybe get the uh, yeah. lusty Argonian and give that a good all read. All the winches. Yeah. Now, now we're talking. Have yourself. Have, <laughs> <laughs> have yourself a night. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. Anyways, so the dungeon of the week, Dire Frost Keep. Um, nope. We all know this one, right? Because while you're leveling your tune and you're blasting through dungeons trying to get to 50, this one pops up about 74 times. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there. <laughs> um. But as usual, we are speaking of Vet. So, let's dive in. The first ma uh, the first uh, boss you're going to come up to, I never realized this was his name. <laughs> Teeth Nasher the Frostbound. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, this, so this, this is that troll mm -hmm. that you fight, um, which, as J-Rum pretty much knows this boss is not much of a fight no um, it's one of them deals where the tank will grab him and the rest of you just beat the hell out of him uh, yeah it's ridiculously easy um, next boss is guardian of the flame uh, the only thing this guy's really got charges at a random target um, the AOE damage is dealt near the charged target. Got a heavy attack, patches of lightning, and then a conal. That's it. Tank and spank it. Um, Drada, the Drada's Dreadlord, excuse me. Um, nothing here. Nothing at all. Got well. Oh, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one with the little suicide bankins. That oh yeah! Nine times out of ten, a DPS, yeah, the DPS will drop down before the tank does, and one of them, mm -hmm. one of them bastards will get you. Yeah. Um, and on vet, they'll they, pop. yeah, on vet, they will kill you. It is, it is borderline a one shot if you're not ready for it. It is a one shot because you just took fall damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, after you get done fighting that asshole. You move on over to Iceheart. Um, Iceheart is another pretty simple one. He does do a little a little AOE around his legs. Um, he spawns a little bit of adds, but all in all, nothing crazy. Um, and then, uh, let's see here, Ancient Lurcher. What's this boss? I don't remember this boss. Randomly targets a player with green beam that does severe poison damage. Do you remember that boss? Not off the top of my head, no. Have we always skipped this boss? I'm huh. sure we've we've had to have done it at least one time. I, yeah, I just don't remember him. Um, red circles underneath him that do uh, to do some damage if you're caught inside. He's got an enrage uh, phase and a lightning charge that strengthens his AOE. Um, especially once uh, it, it strengthens his AOE, AOE ability once his health is below 50%, and he's got a bunch of adds. I, man, I do not remember that oh. boss whatsoever. Yeah. Me neither. Anyways, I don't like that boss because I don't remember him. But I do remember Drada of Ice Reach. That is the last boss. Um, this boss here is kind of annoying because you can't actually be taunted. Um, the tank can and should still taunt her. 
um, because most of the attacks will go to the tank, but she still will hit random players. Um, yep. Periodically, she'll stun somebody that's next to her, that's nearest to her. Uh, and then she also teleports, which is a lot of fun. Because if she teleports, and she teleports onto you, and you're not paying attention, she has an AoE that will one-shot you. And then at 50%, she spawns Ithrace. Ice Wraiths that charge players. Um, and as you all know, Ice Wraiths are annoying as sin, because they stun you and knock you down. Um, other than that, oh, she does have a, which might be hard mode. Or maybe it's a timed thing. She she so she summons these she summons these two uh, ice atros ice atronox and I think basically if you don't kill her fast enough she summons us. Um, hard mode is no different than the mechanics that we just went over except for the fact that it's hard mode and she has more health and she hits harder. Oh, one last thing with her, she also does this siphon ability, um, which for some reason is not mentioned here but she does uh she will grab a random player and siphon if you do not break free she heals off of you it's a lifesteal um siphon and it's a rapid right uh, lifesteal um if you don't pay attention you can get her from 25 to 25 percent to 50 really quickly um so pay attention to that make sure you break uh break free now our sets for Dire Frostkeep um, are pretty decent. Um, there's one in particular, um, which is, I can't think of the name, Hulking Jogger, or Jogger Hulk. Uh, this Hulking is, Jogger, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, it's titled Jogger Hulk on... Um, oh. oh, really? Yeah, on the wiki, but Hulking Jogger is what I've always called it, so that's what I'm going to continue to call it. Uh, <laughs> so this drops it's a medium armor set and it is a nice set if you are a PvPer hmm, weird, would be a good time to get that right about now yeah. uh, so what this does is your 2 piece, 1096 max stam your 3 piece, 1096 max stam your 4 piece, 1096 max stam and then your 5 piece is 2560 max stam so it's oh, a shitload damn. of stamina <laughs> yeah that's straight stam. Um, so basically this is the crafty alfique of the stamina. Yep. Um, or I guess the crafty alfique is the magic of stamina since Hulking Jogger was out first. But either way, it's a buttload of stamina. It's a really good resource set. Um, the only problem I have with that particular set um, is it's just that. It's just stamina. There's no um, right. there's no recovery in there or anything like that. Um and for those of you that do PvP enough, know that you can burn through your resources pretty quick fighting somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but once you finish off Drada, you get one of my favorite monster helmets to run in Veteran Maelstrom, and that is Iceheart. Iceheart is Iceheart did take a nerf um, with Greymore, but it is still actually I think it was before Greymore. Um, there's Dark Heart of Skyrim, whatever, wherever we're at. But it's still a really, really good set um, for self-survivability. Uh, the one piece adds 833 spell crit, and then the two piece, which this may or may not, this was updated 
the 28th of May, so should be pretty legit. Uh, the two-piece, when you deal critical damage, you have a 20% chance to gain a damage shield that absorbs 5,000 damage for 6 seconds. While the damage shield holds, you deal 670 cold damage to all enemies within 5 meters of you every 1 second. This effect can occur every 6 seconds. Um, so it's a really good set. Uh, J-Rum, do you run this set at all? Um, occasionally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ice Heart is a... Uh, it's a yeah, solid, solid yeah, monster dude. set. For sure, yeah. It's For VMA, it's it's legit. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are still fairly new to VMA, and you're on a Magtune, I even run it on my Stamtunes from time to time. Um, but especially on Magtunes, if you're on a Magtune, if you're still new to VMA, this is almost a must-have monster set. Um, obviously, once you get better at VMA and you're starting to do more for like score pushes and leaderboards and whatnot, you can drop Iceheart um, and start putting on you know some more proc sets and whatnot. But yeah, if you're if you're still fairly new to Veteran Maelstrom, um, definitely, definitely, definitely go get you a monster set of Iceheart. It is very, very good. It will help you survive. Yeah. It'll help a ton. Big time. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Dire Frost Keep in a rather large nutshell. Yes, indeedy. Um, yeah, anything you got to add about that? Yeah, either thing. I, I Actually, the artifact, the, the dungeon, the monster stick. Uh, yeah, the artifact, that was really interesting. I've never heard of that, and I've heard of a lot of weird artifacts throughout the my days of playing Elder Scrolls games. Uh, yeah. So that was, a, that was a new one for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty pretty cool. You know, it's interesting. It's like a double-edged sword. You're going to be charismatic and uh, able to... You're, I'm sure you're, like your speech craft and everything would, is fantastic. Like you're just able to... Like Mission was saying, you're able to pick up you know whoever you're trying to pick up in a sexual way or you're able to sell things to people able to be better at like merchantile stuff yeah and that's crafting. so that's, that's that's interesting you bring that up because i didn't think about that that is true because it does just basically say that in a nutshell it it, it improves you charismatically like yeah so yeah like if you put it on and you are a merchant yeah, I would think that you'd be a better merchant. It would help your speech craft. Yeah, you'd be loaded because you'd be selling stuff off your shelves. Yeah, be selling out left and right. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought that was that was very interesting. Yep, um, it's a it's a different direction from what we have been doing for the past few weeks. Um, but this is season two, so we figured we needed a little bit of a change. And uh, yeah, um, like I said. Uh, with the builds and rotations, we will continue those. Um, probably, we, we might even just throw them in as an extra segment of the show, or we'll see if we hear from some folks, um, see if people do want to hear the new rotations, yeah. or don't want to hear the new rotations. Either way, we want to know from you. So shoot us yep. an email. Brothers of Tamriel Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and that's 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 a wrap. I think that's a show, brother. We got yeah. Sky Shards and Cyrodiil to go get. That's I'm just sitting here uh, doing antiquities. 
Oh, I thought you were in there getting sky shards. I was about to come after you. Oh no, I don't. I'm. There's like oh, two sky shards yeah. that I need to get. Yeah, yeah, you're basically done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, so. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you that are live with us right now, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, hopefully, you enjoy the new intro of the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show in general. Um, you can catch me outside in Tamriel. Uh, Mission XX <laughs> Maniac is my ID on PCNA. We do have a guild. Come on over. Come hang out. Um, just hit one of us up in-game. Um, I also run the uh, Twitter account at Brothers of Tam. Um, again, we do want to hear from you. Uh, Brothers of Tam Real Podcast at gmail.com. And I don't stream a whole lot, but I do every now and again. And you can always come hang out. Twitch.tv forward slash mission XX Maniac 90. Uh, J Realm, where can they find you? You guys can find me in game on PCNA. Uh, at jrumberg2 that's the number 2 um, you can find me on twitter at jeffanothershot uh, you can stay up to date with the latest of my streams and stuff uh, through that twitter and you can also uh, like mission said find the pod follow the podcast on twitter at brothers of tam and that'll keep you guys up to date on everything related to our podcast so follow that and um, also, shoot us an email at bro, uh, brothers of Tamriel podcast at gmail.com, like Mission said. But other, other than that, um, I stream. I've got a pretty regular streaming schedule. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash J Rumberg. I stream about every day uh, around 3 to 4 Central Standard Time. And on that's on the weekdays. And then I stream in the mornings on the weekends. So you guys can always catch me streaming. Um, that's about where you can find me. I'm Jay Rumberg everywhere, even on uh, Xbox. So if you guys wanted to hit me up on Xbox, feel free. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's. Uh, I think this is this is our farewell, ladies and gentlemen. So, as always, travel safe, fight hard. <laughs>